host, Jason Davis. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to Soccer Morning here, brought to you by WorldSoccerTalk.com. It is the Friday, the start of the MLS season. I was going to say the before the start of the MLS season, but it actually starts tonight. LA hosting Chicago. We've got a bunch of games tomorrow. You got FA Cup action this weekend, Bundesliga. Many, many things happening in the world of soccer. We're not going to get to them all. We'll try to get to some of them. Certainly, we're going to focus on MLS today. The plan, and if you follow us on Twitter, you've seen the audacious plan that we have laid out here at Soccer Morning. We are going to attempt to get the MLS 2015 season picks of something like 20 guys, 20 20 people who have uh, who have uh, are paying attention, know this league inside and out, know the teams, know the players. They're going to give us their MVP, their MLS Cup winners, their conference winners, their Shield winners, and maybe share a couple of thoughts on what they expect for 2015. Maybe we'll all just have a nice big hug that the CBA is done and that these teams will be playing actual soccer very, very shortly. Now, before we get to our rapid-fire group of, 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 uh, of experts, should I even read the list, Trevor, or is it just too many people? I feel like I should read the list just to let people know it's coming. Alexi Lawless first. We're going to get to Alexi Lawless here in about eight minutes. Have a longer discussion with Alexi on a couple of things. Not, not just the CBA, not just the MLS season, but also Alexi's return to the booth. The man's going to be the color commentator, the co-commentator for Fox Soccer, for Fox Sports, excuse me, alongside John Strong. Uh, their number one team covering MLS this season as they get back into the MLS game. So that's uh, excellent news for Alexi. We'll talk to him about what that means. Not only for, uh, not only for him personally, but what that might mean for MLS in the long run. You know, Alexi likes to uh, shake things up a little bit. He's the kind of guy that can step into that booth and uh, and get some people thinking, and that'll be a good discussion. Let's do a couple of headlines. I don't have a lot for you this morning. Again, and today is mostly about MLS. We're going to be talking uh, with all of these guys about their picks. Actually, you know what? I'm going to do the line. I'm going to do a list. Why not? I'm going to do a list. Charlie Bohm, George Qureshi from Howler. Phil Shane from BN Sport, Steve Davis, you know him from everywhere, Jonathan Tannewald, Philly.com, Andy Edwards of NBC Sports.com, uh, NBC Soccer, Brian Dunseth, uh, play-by-play, or sorry, co- color commentator extraordinaire, Andrew Wiebe from MLSsoccer.com, Matthew Doyle from MLSsoccer.com, Jimmy Conrad, the world-famous Jimmy Conrad, Kyle Martino of NBC Sports, Will Parchman of Top Tour Soccer, Jeremiah O'Shane of SB Nation, and Doug McIntyre, my colleague at over, over the ESPN FC. See, it's a, it's a mouthful. It's trying to get it all out. Very difficult. All right, now it's time for the headlines. First up, uh, Papa Cisse was in that spitting incident um, um, again, uh, with uh, Manchester United recently, and he has accepted the the charges from the FA. Now, I'm, I'm always a little unsure about the process over there. When you accept the charges, that just mean that you're admitting that you might have done something wrong. I'm not really sure what that means. He could face a a seven match ban for the spitting incident. That would obviously not be good for uh, for Newcastle United. Uh, we also have in the news um, Mohamed Salah leaving, leading Fiorentina over Juve in the Italian Cup yesterday. Uh, big win for Fiorentina. Look, Coppa Italia, make of it up what you will, but beating Juve is always uh, good for the confidence, whether it's in that competition or in the league proper. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who happens to be one of my favorite players in the world, and not just because we share a birthday, says he's going to play for eight more years. Now, explain to me, I, if I'm not mistaken, he's a little bit younger than me. He's 33 years old. 
He just turned 33 last October. Eight years is 41. The man's going to play until he's 41? Is that is that like humanly possible for a, for a player like Zlatan? He's not an Italian, you know, he's, he's, not, he's not an Italian play, deep-lying playmaker. He's not Andrea Pirlo. He's not, uh, I don't know. Give me a give me another forty one year old player relative. He's not Quatemont Polanco. Maybe he can do it. it. Gives us plenty of time to get him over here to MLS, right? If Zatan Ibrahimovic comes to MLS, would you want him here? Because I I I'm I'm constantly thinking to myself, okay, it's Zatan. Of course you want him here, but he's also Zatan, and he's aging. And by the time he decides to come to MLS. His tank will be close to empty. He won't be the player he once was. We'll still have that retirement league stigma attached to, to MLS. Every single time a an aging player, and you know, Steven Gerrard's coming, that's great. Frank Lampard's coming, that's fantastic. Every time an aging player comes over, we have to ask the question of whether or not MLS is a retirement league. And I'm just not, I'm just, just, I'm just bored of the conversation more than anything else. There may be some truth to it. But I am, uh, you know, but there is that. Whether or not it, it matters to the greater scope of MLS is, a, is an open question. Lots of games this weekend, as I mentioned. We've got um, uh, we've got the FA Cup, Bradford City and Reading tomorrow. Aston Villa and West Brom in that tournament as well. I'm looking here at today's games. Again, LA and, and Chicago in the MLS opener. You've got one game in, in Spain, one game in Germany, Stuttgart and uh, Hertha Berlin. So look out for the, um, the American connection over there at Berlin, obviously. Uh, tomorrow's matches, including the ZMLS matches, uh, Queens Park Rangers and Tottenham are actually playing in the league in uh, England. DC United and Montreal, Philadelphia hosting Colorado, Vancouver hosting Toronto in the Canadian matchup there. FC Dallas hosting uh, San Jose Earthquakes, Houston Dynamo hosting the Columbus Crew. A, a, a sexy pick, the Columbus Crew, for MLS Cup this year. Portland Timbers hosting Real Salt Lake uh, in Spain. Bill Bow and Real Madrid, there's something interesting there, although Bill Bow's been bad. They are continuing to advance in the Copa del Rey. Um, other than that, Germany, Hamburg and Borussia Dortmund. Keep eyes, eyes on Borussia Dortmund, obviously. Schalke and Hoffenheim, a couple of other interesting match, matchups there uh, as well. All right, let's get ready here to take a break. We're going to talk to Alexi Lalas about his return to the booth for Fox Sports. It should be a, a fascinating discussion. We'll get his take on the CBA and the MLS season ahead as well. And remember, coming up after Alexi, rapid fire, we're going to get all the picks from all the people. I think that's everybody. It's not everybody in MLS soccer or in the MLS universe, but it's pretty close. We got as close as we could. If we missed anybody, trust me, we tried. So it's not like we uh, intentionally uh, decided to leave anybody out. All right, there you go. Let's take a break. Alexi Lalas coming up on the other side of this. It's Soccer Morning, brought to you by World Soccer Talk. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Welcome back to Soccer Morning on Backheel.com with Jason Davis. Here we go, back on Soccer Morning, brought to you by World Soccer Talk, and happy to have on the line a friend of the show from Fox Sports, Mr. Alexi Lalas. Alexi, how are you? Good morning. Happy, good morning. How are you doing? Ready to go? I feel good. Uh, yeah. Obviously, 
I'm glad that we have uh, some MLS to talk about. I was going to say, happy season, Alexi. Yes, yes. Well, you know, it's... Uh, it is our league. It is La Cosa Nostra, and uh, it's good to it's good to be back. It is. It is. Now we, you know, I I don't think everybody's gotten it out of their systems trying to figure out exactly what happened over the last you know week or so with those mm-hmm. guys those guys in a room in D.C. trying to hash out exactly what this bargain was. And I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, a guy who's been a player in this league, been management in this league. Now you cover this league, and you've been doing that for a long time. What you make of exactly what went down? I am, uh, I am glad that cooler, hail, uh, cooler heads prevailed. Um, I am glad that uh, that they got together and figured it out. I have no doubt that had the players gone on strike, that whatever deal they had, um, they would have ultimately signed a worse deal. So in that sense, I think the players took it as far as they could. And so then you say, well, if they weren't ultimately ready to strike, then... Uh, where was the leverage and what was what was the point? Um, I think you can look at it as this was a tie. And, and as everybody has said, a good deal is when nobody's happy. But even though it might be symbolic in terms of the free agency component of it, it still is a concession. And it still means that five years from now, by the way, not eight years from now, but five years from now, they will be negotiating from a higher level uh, than they would if they didn't get that concession. So it's that's that's a good thing as far as the players are concerned. Um, I was interested to see that uh, our colleague uh, Ivis uh, got some players on the record that were not too happy, which is not a surprise. We heard that there were players and and teams that, that actually weren't ha- happy. Um, I wish they had put their name on it. Um, I have no problem with them being unhappy, but it would be uh, interesting to talk to them and to know who they are and to actually have them articulate why they were unhappy. And by the way, in the article, they said that they have nothing to lose. They've made their money. They're old. So they really shouldn't be afraid of putting their name to it. Well, so I mean, those it, types of things were interesting to me, but at least we're playing. Well, isn't it always those guys who really, you know, the, the stakes aren't as high for them anymore, who get to be sure. angry about, you know, not getting advancements. And, and it's a philosophical thing. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a belief in what's right and what's wrong. And, and talking to fans, um, on this show, uh, uh, you know, yesterday, Alexi, it seemed to be a lot of people sort of processing whether or not they think that the, the players got a raw deal. And, but that kind of, it kind of ignores the power that the owners have in this situation. Well, the, the owners, the reason why the players have a job is because some owners got together a long time ago and decided <laughs> to do this and decided it was going to be a long-term proposal and the structure in place was something that they were comfortable with and they lost a lot of money along the way. And the, we, are, we are at this point because of the decisions that they made and because of the commitment that many of them made along the way. It is their business. I believe that you should let people run their business the way that they see fit. And if you can come up with a better business, then do it and take them down. Um, that, within that, the players do have rights. The players do have leverage. The players do need to voice their opinion and try to get what they feel they deserve. But you only uh, deserve what you can negotiate. And uh, I think that the players, when they go back and look at this, this is a step forward. Is it a giant leap that they wanted to make? No. But I think when they really go and examine it, that leap probably wasn't there to be made. And I'm glad that while this, while this isn't necessarily a golden goose, um, it is, I'm glad that they didn't kill it off because 
uh, it's the only goose out there right now. <laughs> right. And it gets more golden as the years go by. Yeah, I, so uh, letting it letting it live is good. How about this for a, a measure of success when it comes to what the players got? You know, ten years ago, could you have could you have imagined the players getting this kind of deal? No, absolutely not. No. I mean, this this was a reflection on uh, on the leverage. Now, from an owner's perspective, look, there's plenty of owners out there that wanted to raise the salary cap anyway. There's plenty of owners now out there that recognize that the minimum salary, just from a, a personal perspective, is not something they're comfortable with, and from a, a messaging perspective, doesn't necessarily scream professional uh, professional sports. Uh, the the free agency part of it, yeah, there's some of them that say, okay, fine. Theoretically, we 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 conceded and we and we opened up that door, but I mean they opened it up a crack so that it's negligible in terms of the uh, the players. This has always been a clawback. This has always been, uh, and this and, and it was designed to be uh, as such. And the owner's responsibility and their entire goal is to make that clawback take as long as as possibly uh, as it possibly can. Right, absolutely. Uh, now let's let's push all that to the side. What's done is done. This will hold for the next five years until we get to do this all over again, which should be fun. Uh, but this is the oh, yeah. this is the twentieth season of of MLS, Alexi. And uh, again, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm going to use, and I don't want to make this uh, you know too mo- too romanticized here. But as a guy who played in the early years of this league, just give me a sense of of you know how how, how you feel coming into. This, the, the third decade of this of this competition. Oh, well, it's okay. You can be romantic about it, and you can be nostalgic, and you can be passionate and emotional about it. it as I said, I am unabashedly pro MLS. Uh, I am admittedly biased when it comes to this league, and I will fight anybody anywhere, online, in person, about the quality um, and the perception uh, of that quality. It is personal to me. I, I was talking to the uh, my. Uh, uh, my my new employer uh, Fox um, and I there was a, we had a meeting the other day about MLS with everybody that's going to be working in it and I said you know I've been involved in this league over the last 20 years in one capacity or another always directly either as a player as a general manager uh, or in the in in broadcasting and it is it is my league and I do take it personally and I was explaining to them that I hope through their work in MLS that at some point they do start to take it personally and. They are proud. I mean, one of the proudest days of my life was getting on that plane back in 96 and uh, coming back for the start of Major League Soccer from uh, from Europe. I don't regret it for a second, but, I mean, on and off the field, the league has completely changed. There's a generation now that has no idea what happened back in the 1900s, and that's great. I don't want them to know uh, about the Wild West situation back then. The fact that they can play the game, make more money, see it on television, incredible stadiums, great coaching – in this soccer nation that has grown so uh, grown grown in numbers and grown in strengths uh, and grown in passion, all of those different things. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited about MLS. I love MLS, um, and I am I am MLS. Well, what 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 sticks out for you? I mean, what moments stick out for you through your various jobs around this league? What do you when you think back through 20 years of MLS history? What is the first thing that comes to mind? Uh, I can remember a bunch of different things, both both on and off the field. I mean, whether it's um, watching the the first game in Columbus at, at Crew Stadium when that first stadium came online, which we now look at as a kind of antiquated, but don't underestimate how important that was in terms of um, the Hunts deciding to do something like that. And then the aesthetic of it. I remember I was sitting at a bar in Tampa. We were getting ready to play, and we watched the 
the game. And I remember turning away from the television and turning back and looking at it and saying, you know what, if I didn't know that that was an MLS game, that would be just, look just like any other game around the world in terms of, like I said, the, the, the appearance and aesthetic of it on television. That was important because it, it showed people that if you build a pretty box, it not only changes how the perception of, the, of your product in the league, uh, but from a business perspective, it can really help out. Um, I remember years and years ago saying something publicly when I was a GM about the single entity structure and the fact that um, loosening some of the guidelines and the restrictions and taking those training wheels off would be good. And I remember getting a uh, what we'll call a love note from one of my bosses saying, hey, um, this structure has enabled this league to survive and has enabled you to, to keep a job. And we can argue about that, but there is a recognition going forward that the, the single entity structure, while it takes its hits and, and many of them deserve, uh, is one of the reasons why this league is, is still around. Whether you agree with it or not, I think you have to recognize that the business part of it um, was, uh, was important, and certainly at the time. And as I said, it, it started to, to change, and, and that clawback has started to happen. And then you know, on the field, obviously, uh, the David Beckham situation, which I was a part of, and how that changed how we go about looking at our teams, how we go about signing players, and, and obviously the designated player, the whole concept of the designated player, all those different things, and then a bunch of different things uh, that uh, are not fit for radio. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, well, the, the, the things that will be in the book, right, when you retire to your palatial exactly. estate somewhere. Exactly. All right, I don't have a whole lot of time with you. If you haven't heard, we're going to go rapid fire with predictions from like 20 guys. I heard, I heard, I heard. And, and you know, we gave you a little bit of extra time. I, I, very, very quickly, because I do want to get to your predictions Give me your, you know, give me your thoughts about getting back in the booth and calling games on a weekly basis for Fox. Yeah, so I will be uh, back in the booth with uh, John John, uh, John Strong. Um, I don't know who he is, but he sounds like a very nice gentleman, uh, <laughs> and uh, I do know who he is. Uh, and um, I will be uh, doing that for Fox. So I will be doing color, which is something that people um, don't associate uh, with me. It's something I actually started out my career years ago. I back I did uh, regional for uh, the San Jose Earthquakes. Uh, so I'm excited to, to do it. It's a completely different type of performance. Um, I've had the pleasure of working alongside Taylor Twelman for a number of years and seeing how he does it. So I figure if I just do the opposite, I should be golden. Um, and <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for a number of reasons, not the least of which is just from an MLS viewing perspective. You still with Where? me? Okay, there you go. Sorry, we dropped you for a second. So j just from being able to watch games live in person in all of these lovely stadiums. Uh, 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 are, you are you still with me, Alexi? Uh, it's gonna be so it's gonna be so sad if we don't get Alexi's predictions to start off our our run of of uh, experts here. I seem to have lost Alexi. Maybe we got into a bad cell. Uh, are you with me, sir? No, no. All right. Well, th there you go. We we can try to get Alexi. Maybe we can get Alexi's uh, uh, predictions offline and and tweet them out a little bit later. We do again have a full. Full show. No, we're going to take a break after this segment. Whether or not, I'm going to give one more minute for Alexa to come back on. We're going to take a break after this segment. And then we're going to come back and we will not be, we won't take another break for the rest of the show. And again, Charlie Bohm, George Qureshi, Phil Shane, Steve Davis, Jonathan Danawald. It goes on and on. Matthew Doyle, Jimmy Conrad. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be hell on me. It should be fun for you to listen to. You'll have, uh, you'll have these predictions from many, many people. I, I'll take another shot at it. Alexi, are you with me? No, I think we've I think we've officially dropped Alexi Lalas uh, from the program. I was going to wait until 
it was time for uh, until the end of the run to give my prediction since it is my show. But now I'm thinking it would probably be better for me to do it now. Then mine get buried under everybody else's. And if I'm wrong, maybe people will forget that I was so wrong. And it's very, very likely that I'm going to be wrong. This is the thing about MLS that is so much fun for a guy like me. I, I, don't, I understand that some people like a league with, with powerhouse teams that are de- guaranteed to win certain things every season. I, 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 the players being, uh, the best players being all collected in a couple of teams. But I love the fact that MLS has diversity across and whether or not you want to believe in parity or not, uh, cons- in the modern era of MLS, considering that LA gets to spend a lot of money and Seattle spends a lot of money. Toronto now, who hasn't ever won anything, is spending a lot of money. Um, I, I don't know if you want to believe in that stuff or not, but here we go. Here's my picks, and I think uh, let's see if we can get Alexi back on the line. I'm going to try. Alexi, are you back oh, with sorry. me? I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. I was about to give my picks to fill the time, but now I've got you back, and I don't have to do it. You've got, you let me off the hook. i got a couple of minutes here. I want to get your, uh, your selections for the 2015 season, if you've even thought about it. Have you even gone through and said, you know, this team's going to win the West, this team's going to win the East? Yeah, I predict that because MLS is MLS and MLS will always MLS, <laughs> that what will happen is in this in this quest for Seattle to win uh, MLS Cup, and they can scream and yell about supporter shit all they want, but nobody cares. It is about MLS Cup. <laughs> it always has been, and it always will be. It is about the money shot and the confetti coming down and Clint Dempsey holding up that that uh, that trophy alongside Ziggy Schmidt and uh, and the and the thousands up there in Seattle screaming and yelling and crying. I predict that they will not win Supporters' Shield, thus enabling them to finally win MLS Cup, uh, and L.A. will win Supporters' Shield and lose MLS Cup. How about that? Uh, okay, so, well, I mean, obviously they can't play each other in MLS Cup, but you've got the, you've got the Sounders beating L.A., I'm assuming, or at, uh, the Sounders advancing past wherever L.A. is. Okay, so um, we've got uh, L.A. finishing first in the West and winning the Supporters' Shield, uh, the Seattle mm-hmm. Sounders winning MLS Cup. How, who wins the East for you? I've lost track. Who's in the East now? Um, <laughs> not not Sporting and not Houston. Well, listen, I will say this. If, if, if Toronto FC conspire to not make the playoffs, given the fact that they are in the East, they have two expansion teams, six out of the ten teams make it, they've doubled down on the money, then they should fire the entire team and the entire front office. So I, I will make this bold prediction that finally that blind squirrel will catch a nut and Toronto FC will make the playoffs. Okay, but that's um, that's not who's winning because I don't think you're going to have them all the, going all the way in the East and finishing and, and and making it to the MLS Cup final. So who's winning the East? Is that, is that yeah, what the yeah. question who, is? Who's representing yeah, the East? Toronto. Toronto's going to win the East. Wow, that's a, that's a bold yeah, prediction. Let's, let's do right, it. Let's, let's, yeah. let, let's go out on a limb. All right. Who's your, uh, who's your MVP this season? Um, geez, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. How about uh, Oba? Uh, uh, Oba? Oba Femi Martins wins yeah. the MVP? Yeah. Okay. I mean, obviously, yeah. he and Clint Dempsey were fantastic last year. He, he nearly did. I mean, he was a finalist, if I'm, not, if I'm not remembering incorrectly. It's been a long time since. It's, the, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's one of the greatest attacking tandems that, that we've seen in MLS, and, and they, they, they take them on their shoulders. They ride them, yeah, as they should. 
it, it should be fun up there in Seattle, and, and you've got them winning MLS Cup. All right, so I'm going to review with, with you before I go on because I've got the, the, that rapid-fire list of guys. You've got the Seattle Sounders as the champions of MLS in 2015. Uh, they obviously finish. Uh, they obviously win the West in, in terms of the playoff bracket. You've got, the, the, you've got Toronto FC representing the East, which, again, I think is going to surprise some people. But, hey, it's MLS, and it's fun. You can pick whoever you want because you never know. Uh, and Obafemi Martins as your MVP. What else did I, did I have here? Uh, and your supporter shield winner being the LA Galaxy, despite uh, them not going all the way. Alexi, thank you very much for your time. Best of luck getting back, or you know, getting your your feet back in the booth there and calling games week to week. Hopefully, we'll be able to talk to you while you're on the road. Now you know that the trick, by the way, is that I go on all these different shows, and I'm just going to get different people. Oh, so absolutely, I'll blanket, and eventually I'll be right. I, 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 so oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's yours that I can come back. I've considered, <laughs> I've considered doing the same thing. Alexi Lawless from Fox Sports joining us, talking uh, obviously about the CBA. His return to the booth and uh, picks for the MLS season. All right, here we go. We're going to line this all up. Charlie Bohm is next. We're going to get picks from all of these guys. It'll be a fantastic time. Soccer Morning brought to you by World Soccer Talk. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Welcome back to Soccer Morning on Backheel.com with Jason Davis. Here we go. It is the, uh, the Friday of a Thousand Stars here at Soccer Morning, brought to you by World Soccer Talk. And let's fire right out of the gates here with Charlie Bohm from Soccer Wire, MLSsoccer.com, USsoccerplayers.com. Charlie, how are you? Doing great, Jason. Thrilled to be a part of this. Thrilled to be a part of this. All right. It, <laughs> you're the first one. I, I think that makes you pretty special. Charlie, let's dive right in. MLS season 2015 getting underway today. Uh, we got the CBA done. That's all uh, in the past now. Let's talk about predictions. We've all got to make them. We have to be on the record here. So I'm going to start with your um, with your pick for the Supporter Shield. I got LA on this, Jason. I oh. think they're going to be good enough this time in the regular season. MLS uh, MLS Supporter Shield winner LA Galaxy. Okay, um, in that case, do they come out of the West? Who wins the West? Yeah, I think they're going to win the West, uh, but I think they're going to fall in the playoffs. I think they're going to stumble and uh, and fall short of the MLS Cup. Even though I think that's the trophy they value the most, I think they're going to wind up with the Supporter Shield this season. So who wins? Who wins? Who comes out of the West to represent the, the West in MLS Cup final? I think Seattle's going to get over that hump this time. So we got Seattle as uh, following along with Alexi Lalas here. What about the Eastern win? Uh, you don't. You can pick. You can give me your Eastern first place team, and then you're also your Eastern uh, MLS Cup representative. Yeah, I think New England's going to uh, sort of sustain the momentum that they picked up in the last season and take the, the top spots in the uh, uh, in the East. Um, I'm less certain about their playoff prospects, but I'm, I, I see no no one sort of dominant enough or strong enough to really challenge what they put together. So I'm going to go with New England to win the conference, both the regular season and the playoffs. All right, so we've got Seattle and New England in the uh, in the MLS Cup final. With Seattle finally winning an MLS Cup, I, I think that's going to be a popular pick. Um, just to make it uh, to to move on to the, some of it and individual um, awards, Charlie. MVP, Robbie Keane won it last year, certainly a worthy winner. Alexi Lawless picked Obi-Femi Martins, which I think uh, is a pretty strong pick. Who do you have as MVP in 2015? I got Jermaine Jones. I think he's wow. uh, taken right to this league. There's no learning curve for him. And uh, while he's certainly going to miss some time with the national team, 
Um, I think he's got the the fitness and the mindset to sustain his uh, form at both club and country, and uh, I I just don't see anybody that can really uh, match what he does in the engine room around the league. He's obviously very important uh, to New England, um, and if they're going to go and not only finish top of the East but also go to a, a return engagement, that would be 0 for 6, Charlie. That's really rough on New England. It is. It is. It's uh, it's harsh, and I I feel bad saying it, but I just think the the quality that the West has, you know, right down the the list of teams, I think that's a crucible that is going to forge the uh, the, the MLS Cup winner again this year. All right, let me throw in a wild card before I move on to George Kareshi. Uh, who's your surprise team? It could be a team that makes the playoffs that's not expected to, or a team that finishes high in the standings that we don't uh, expect to be there. Uh, you know, I'm, I would, I'm also to say Orlando City because I think they've done some good stuff and I think they're going to have a great vibe around them. But expansion teams always hit, uh, unforeseen roadblocks. They always have troubles that they, that they just couldn't plan for because it's their first go around. Um, so instead, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pass that, that label to the Columbus crew. I think there's still a few questions about Greg Berhalter's team, but I love what they've done. They've got some really good young talent. They've got another year to gel, so watch out for the crew. Watch out for the crew. Charlie Bohm from MLSsoccer.com, SoccerWire.com, USsoccerplayers.com, CBOEHM on Twitter. Go follow him. Charlie, uh, best, uh, you know, best for the new season as you go about doing your job, and thanks very much for your time. Likewise, Jason. Good luck with the circus. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. That's, uh, that's Charlie Bohm from MLS Soccer and a couple other places joining us to give us his picks. Next up on the line, George Qureshi, editor-in-chief of Howler Magazine. Uh, George, how are you? I'm fine, Jason. How are you? It's good to have, it's been a while since we've talked, uh, had you on the show, George. I think, I think we need to rectify that maybe in the future. Have you on for a longer period of time, but you're here to make us some MLS picks because we actually do have a season that's underway tonight in LA. Uh, I'm going to start in the same place I started with uh, the other guys here. First and foremost, who wins the title in 2015? Oh man, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, the LA Galaxy obviously is such a such a good team every year, but isn't it something like nine out of ten last MLS Cup champions are in the Western Conference this year? The so- that uh, that does sound about right. I think that's I think that is right now that sport <laughs> now that Sporting and Houston have moved over. Everybody in the West has a title to their you know the, there's like f- you know seven or eight teams that have titles to their names. I think I think it might be Seattle's turn. I mean, they've been pushing for so long, and and they have a such. I mean, every year such a good team. I I don't know. I mean, I I just have a feeling I, I, it could be it could be Seattle. All right. Do, <laughs> do you also knows. do you also have Seattle finishing top in the overall standings and winning the Supporters Shield for a second consecutive year? Or do you have somebody else doing that? You know, I mean, they, they've been even better in the Supporters Shield. I mean. uh and, 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 you know, U.S. Open Cup. So, I mean, yeah, I think, I think, I think it could be Seattle. You know, they have, uh, you know, I think Garth Lagerway coming in. That's a, that's a good, that's a good team. And I, I don't see it. I don't think it's gotten worse. So, yeah, I'm going to say Seattle. All right. Seattle wins the, the, the league, the title in, in the MLS Cup final. They win the supporter shield as well, according to George Crashy. All right, let's move on to let's I'm move on. The, I'm the treble, bold prediction, Jason. Bold prediction. They got the treble as well. They're going to go win U.S. Open Cup as well. All right, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. You, you also uh, I, let's move to the to the Eastern Conference. No, there's uh, you know you said nine out of ten uh, MLS Cup uh, winners, nine of the last ten MLS Cup winners in the West, but the we the East still gets to play some soccer. <laughs> Who who wins the who wins the East both in terms of finishing first and representing the the conference in the final? 
I like, I mean, I thought New England was such a good team. I, th- I think they underperformed in, in MLS Cup. And I also really like DC United. Ben Olsen, man, what a turnaround over the last few seasons. Um, those seem like two of the strongest teams to me. But, you know, I think Frank Yallop is also a really good coach, and he's had a, he's had a year wow. in Chicago now. So, you know, I think that might, you know, who knows? Well, you know, and then there's Greg Broker, the crew. They had a, they had a young you know, a young team last year. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't think it'll be as competitive as the West, but it's still going to be an interesting, an interesting conference. Do you, so who do you have in the final? You got to pick a pick, George. All right, I'm going to go with DC United. Uh, DC United in the final. Wow, that would be interesting. Um, let's see uh, M- MVP to make it uh, about the individual awards. Uh, Robbie King last year. Who wins this year? Huh. Uh, I would love to see, I would love to see someone like Clint Dempsey, uh, but I've already chosen too many Seattle guys. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I don't think NYCFC, I think it's going to take some time for that team to gel, but I think David Villa is such a, such a good player. I would love to see someone like him, uh, do, do really well in this league. All right, there you go. And do you have a surprise team pick for us as well? Charlie Bowen went with Columbus Crew. I mean, I think I think Berhalter is a is a really good coach. He's got he's got a good core, um, and and yeah, I mean, again, like I think the Eastern Conference is a little weaker, so it won't be quite as hard to do to do well there. So yeah, I'll take the crew. I think I think I think they'll be really good. All right, do you have uh, do you have any other any wacky predictions you want to make for us before I let you go? And move on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I I don't know. I, the thing I'm really excited about for this season is is to see Giovinco. Um, and and you know I have no idea if someone like him you know he he's he's in his prime he's a very talented player so I guess my wackiest prediction could be that Toronto might actually get their stuff together this year but oh. you know that's probably wrong. All right, so I mean, I, <laughs> hey, Alexi went out on a limb and had Toronto in the final. So if you're picking them to make the playoffs, you're coming in behind Alexi on on the audacity meter. George Kureishi from Haller Magazine joining us with his MLS uh, predictions. George, uh, thanks for the time, man. We'll have you back soon. Thanks, Jason. There goes uh, George Caracy. Next up, and yes, this is uh, getting a little crazy already. Phil Shane from BN Sport is on the air, a man who called MLS for a very long time and still keeps a watchful eye on the league. Uh, it's Phil, how are you? I am doing fine and dandy. Thanks for checking in. Are you Are you excited for a season, uh, excited the CBA is done, that we're actually going to have some soccer this weekend in the United States? Absolutely. I, I know I talk to a lot of people and some don't quite agree, some disagree vehemently, but I mean, having a chance to do World Cups, having a chance to do Copa Americas, uh, the Classico, which we're getting ready to do on BN Sports in a couple of weeks. For me, there's nothing like U.S. national team and MLS, uh, and uh, I am really excited. Yeah, they belong to us, Phil. I mean, that's that's the basic uh, bottom line here is they belong to us. All right, um, uh, the reason to bring you on, just like everybody else, to get your predictions for the 2015 season. Now, we know this is a notoriously difficult league to predict. Uh, we don't have a two- or three-team cabal who win everything, but I think Seattle is a, a lot of people's pick this year. You're going to have the Sounders in the final and winning their first MLS Cup? Not quite. And part of that is I'm wondering if Siggy is the coach to do it. I think he's a good, solid coach to get you there, keep you in there. But sometimes I think you need to have someone that's willing to roll the dice and uh, and go against the grain. And, and I think Bruce Arena has been able to do that in the past. I think there might be some younger coaches. I, I think Jason Kreiss is one uh, who will be there again, although I'm not quite sure this year. 
I think Seattle will be in the mix. I think it will probably, uh, well, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to say they'll be top two in the West. I just have a feeling that L.A. is going to find a way to pip it even without Landon Donovan. So L.A. to win the title again, um, but do you have L.A. lifting the supporter shield or is Seattle a regular season team? Seattle could be the one I'm going to keep my eye on. And, again, it's that coach that uh, is good and solid, but the ability to gamble at times. Peter Vermees in, in Kansas City has done so many uh, change, has made so many changes in the offseason, uh, not the least of which one out of his control, which is moving to a tougher conference. So I'm not quite sure, but I think they'll be in the mix, maybe in that third-place position out west. I'm not quite sold on Vancouver uh, after last year. I think that after the top two, uh, there's a battle, and I, I think that Kansas City could sneak in. I would not be surprised to see uh, uh, the supporter shield come from the West, although, again, you could argue that maybe a team like a New England, mm-hmm. maybe New York, if Jesse Marsh can pull the pieces together, um, might have a better chance in the East by beating up on the ex- on the expansion teams uh, than in the West where they'll be beating up on each other. But I would not be surprised to see Seattle win the supporters' shield uh, but still have a feeling for L.A. The dark horses for me, um, it's hard to call Toronto a dark horse with all the money that they've spent. Uh, let's call it maybe a, a dark Arabian, but um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to find out how they play together. Uh, but the team for me to keep an eye on is Columbus. Yep. I think Montreal maybe raised the, raised the, the flag just a little bit with their supporters behind them when they came to knock off Pachuca. Not quite sure that Clopas has all of the pieces yet, but I think they'll surprise. But Columbus, by keeping Iguain, bringing in some great pieces like Mabwati, et cetera, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if them maybe be the New England of 2015. The, uh, the, the, I think Columbus is a sexy pick in that way. Um, all right, let's move on to an in, uh, individual award, the MVP. Robbie Keane has been the best player in MLS the past couple of years and deservedly won an MVP last season. Who's, who's your pick this year? I think he'll do well. Um, I think that they probably need something. I wouldn't be surprised if they try and pick it up midseason, even in addition to Gerard. Uh, I think Giassi's really going to step up, and I, I think without Donovan, he's going to be a, a good foil for Keane. I, I think he's going to prove that last year was not a fluke. However, for me, the player that this is all set up for um, is Michael Bradley. Ooh. He has help next to him in, in someone like Sheru. He has guys up front with Javinko and Altidore, and, and I think that if they get any defense behind them, um, that Toronto has a very good chance to finish top two, at least top three in the East. And I think Michael Bradley's going to be like he's on the playground, just uh, uh, just picking out all the toys. Phil Shane, one of the great American play-by-play voices calling this sport for BN Sport these days. Uh, as you mentioned, Glasgow coming up in a couple of weeks. I always enjoy your calls. Uh, Phil, thank you very much for your time and your predictions. Always a pleasure, Jason. Have the best. There goes uh, Phil Shane. Now let's uh, move on to Steve Davis out in Dallas. He's working uh, at Soccer Gods and World Soccer Talk, and he's calling games for FC Dallas uh, and doing radio as well, radio show ESPN Soccer Today in Dallas. Uh, Steve, how are you? Well, uh, most importantly, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to uh, join quite a distinguished and long panel you've, uh, you've assembled. You know, Congratulations, the, 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 you, you, you pulled something off here. You know that, right? The, the speed at which this whole thing together uh, came together, Steve, would boggle your mind, and it's, uh, it's crazy. I, I'm glad it's going so well. Now, that probably means it's going to fall job. apart right now. Right after you, because I know you'll be great. Let's not, uh, not, not in the next five minutes, man. No, not in the next five no, minutes. no, no. I completely trust Steve Davis. <laughs> All right, Steve. I'm going to start where I started with everybody else. Your MLS Cup winner. Uh, why not just go to the big award? 
Uh, I, I guess we have to start by saying, were well, we all picking Portland this time last year? So let's just <laughs> let's just kind of let's just kind of throw that out there as uh, uh, an indication of all our prognostication skills. Um, man, you know what? I, I think I know it's a boring pick, but I think the Galaxy is a smart pick mm. until until somebody proves to me that they understand how to put an MLS roster together with the big monies and the small monies. Until somebody proves me they can do it better than Bruce Arena, then. I know it's a boring pick, but uh, the, the, the caveat there is that I, I do think that everybody in the West is just through the season and then and then into the playoffs just going to beat the heck out of each other, and that's going to support that's going to impact the uh, supporter shield race, and it will impact eventually, I think, where we hold MLS Cup two fifteen. So that that that's the kind of caveat there. Do you what do you does that mean you're going to throw a supporter shield pick over to the East because it's a little bit of a I'm different what, situation? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I think that's uh, I, I think that's going to happen. Um, I, I think it's going to be uh, DC or New England, and um, if, if you nail me down, I'll, I'll say it's New England uh, because I I like the team and, and I like Jermaine Jones a lot, and I like uh, the fact that a good team got better. I think with the addition of Juan Agudelo, you know they, they really addressed a the need there. Um, DC, if, if DC were to find a striker, another striker, because mm-hmm. who knows what you know where Eddie Johnson's at and all that. If DC finds a striker in the summer. It could be DC right now. I'll pick uh, New England. I got New England supporter shield. New England winning the supporter shield. Do you also have them coming out of the East again and, and representing that conference in the MLS Cup final? I, I guess I'll, I guess I'll have to. If uh, you know, if I'm going to pick them, I have to pick them. Uh, you know, to you know to uh, to, to win the East. Uh, uh, I just think, as I said, if if DC gets a striker, it changes everybody else in the, in the East. You, you know, you look at them, you can really identify a weakness. You, you know, I think as Charlie said a while ago, or a couple of other people might have indicated, uh, the two expansion sides, great players, and if yeah. Zabi comes in, that changes it too. But but depth, depth is going to get him at some point. Toronto, I'm I'm done picking those guys until they <laughs> until they prove it to me. I said I, I guarantee last year they'd make the playoffs. Another indication of how good we are at all yeah. this. So. Uh, but I think there's too many soft spots in the in the East, and man, there just aren't any in the West. I don't think. All right, who's your who's your MVP pick in 2015? Well, uh, so now you talk about Jermaine Jones again, and I'm always one writing, and I'm, you know, and, and you know, I've heard you know a bunch of us kind of lament this that it, it always goes to goal scorers, and sometimes I don't think you know maybe center backs and, and a great holding midfielder and orchestrating midfielder gets the gets the credit he quite deserves. So it's 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 a tough it's a tough call, but I, I think Jermaine Jones is really going to drive that team. People are going to recognize that he's got the name, he's got the charisma, and so this might just be the year that holding midfielder. Wins it, and uh, I'll, I'll say it's going to be Jermaine. Got two picks for Jermaine Jones in MVP. That's pretty. Uh, it's pretty strong for him. And the last thing I'll, I'll throw in out here for you is uh, is a surprise pick, a, a team maybe that that overachieves or, or pops out of nowhere that we didn't expect to see, maybe in the playoffs or uh, deep into the playoffs. Yeah, it's so hard to say surprise pick. You know, a lot of people I, I know like Columbus, so at some point, you know, it's not a lot of people like him. It's not a surprise, is it? Uh, I, I guess I would say that. Um, New York City FC, again, it seems weird because they have, they're going to have such star power, but, you know, they just, you know, up and down the lineup. Once you get to positions, you know, seven, eight, nine, and on, and on down, you say, huh, those guys are okay. But I think if they get savvy, that elevates everybody else, you know, pushes everybody else down the line and kind of where they are on the roster. And, uh, I, I would say they might be the surprise team if they get savvy in the summer. Steve Davis, uh, working out in Dallas, doing many, many things these days. Uh, follow him on Twitter. It's SteveDavis90, right? Yes, sir. That's correct. There you go. Steve, appreciate your time and your picks. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. 
Can't wait for it all to start. Thanks for having Absolutely. me on. Absolutely. It starts tonight. Steve Davis uh, gone. Next up on the line, Jonathan Tannewald from Philly.com. John, how are you, sir? Good morning. How are you? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's busy. My heart's racing a 1,000 miles a minute right now. Uh, but we're getting Seven and a half <laughs> inches of snow on the ground over here. Uh, I, I, oh, are you kidding me? There's a foot outside my door right now. Steve, uh, Jonathan, the season still starts tonight, whether there's snow on the ground on the East Coast or not. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna start in the, with the with the big time th- uh, the big time pick um, as always MLS Cup winner 2015. Who you got? I got Seattle. I don't know why because I should know better, but I do. And, and that's a matter again. It's a matter of Seattle never really quite getting it done in the playoffs. I think a lot of people are you know of the opinion that LA knows how to navigate the playoffs. Well, Seattle is obviously a great team with great talent can go win the supporter shield. So I'll ask you here. If you have uh, if you have Seattle winning the MLS Cup, are they also going to win the Supporters Shield, or you have somebody else? No, I don't. And by the way, I think Seattle's winning the MLS Cup. The number one reason why I think they're winning is because Landon Donovan's gone. Ooh, interesting. All right. So who wins the Supporters Shield? Uh, New England. Uh, and it's that, I think that logic kind of works. Again, a lot of people picking a team out west, and Seattle did do it last year, but you add Sporting and to a lesser extent, Houston to the West. You've got the two expansion teams in the East. I think it's very likely that the, the Supporter Shield winner comes out of the East as, uh, instead of the West. Um, all right, so do you also have New England um, representing the East in the MLS Cup Final again and therefore losing it again? I think so. <laughs> um, that said, if they're playing at home, it's a toss-up between New England and Seattle. But the whole, as I've been tweeting this morning, 90 percent of the predictions that I've made in my life have been wrong, and it's impossible to predict MLS in March. All I I love it know. though, John. I, I really do. I love I trying to pin down exactly. I can throw my picks together and think about them. I'll think. Okay, logically speaking, who's the team most likely to navigate this season? We don't know about injuries. We don't. We don't know anything. And I can spit you it know, out. If Montreal signs a striker in the middle of the summer, it blows up the entire Eastern uh, There you go. There's, there's, there's that as well. All right. Let's, uh, let's just recap here. I just want to make sure I got this right. You got Seattle winning the Cup, but New England winning the Shield, and New England going to MLS Cup, which means hosting MLS Cup if they win the Shield. Um, your MVP, or sorry, yeah, your MVP. Michael Bradley beats Kaká by a hair. So you've got Michael By Bradley. Lack of hair. This is the second pick for Michael Bradley, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying it's a bad pick, but I do. I would like your. I mean, we're getting some. Some. I don't know. If we call Michael Bradley a holding midfielder for Toronto FC. I don't think that's his role. He's a little bit more uh, forward thinking than that. But Jermaine Jones has also been picked a couple of times. That's off. That's that's an off the board pick a little bit, John. In a league where you score the most goals, except for Bradley Wright Phillips, you usually win the award. Michael MVP in MLS for better or worse, is often a sentimental vote by a lot of the people who vote in. And if Toronto makes the playoffs this year, that's going to factor into a lot of people's thinking. I think they will easily. I think Orlando is going to make the playoffs. I know a lot of people are are, are skeptical of them, but I think they're going to win games single-handedly because of Kaká, and mm. I think that Brian Roche and Kyle Lahren are going to have big years. I also think Amobi Akugo is going to have a very big year. Um, I think Bradley and Kaká will be the two leading finalists for MVP. And again, for better or worse, how many times in the history has the MVP award gone to somebody not American? Do you have uh, this? This is true. Do you have Toronto in the playoffs? Do you have Orlando in the playoffs? Yes. Do you have Toronto in the playoffs? 
I certainly do. Okay, well, by a process of elimination, before I let you go here and move on to, to Andy Edwards, by a process, uh, process of elimination, that means you're keeping some pretty big teams out of the playoffs in the East. I am. And who? Uh, so give me, I, I'm curious here, I haven't done this with anybody else, Orlando, Toronto, New England, give me your three other teams. Orlando, Toronto, New England, New York City FC, because I really like wow. Jason Christ. I think, I think Chicago, people are underestimating Jason Christ. I really believe wow. that. that. Okay. Chicago with Harrison Ship and the, and the two new strikers in front of him. Okay. You got one more. It's going to come down to the New York Red Bulls, the Philadelphia Union, and the Columbus crew. I think Jesse Marsh is the coach of the year, and the New York Red Bulls make it. Now, uh, you just angered every uh, everybody in D.C. And I know you're from D.C., John. I know I did, but I think I think that we are looking with the expansion teams this year at something that's much more like Seattle than like Toronto and Philadelphia and some of the others that have come in. Very interesting, Jonathan Tannenwald from Philly.com. Follow him on Twitter at the goalkeeper. John, thanks for your predictions. David Villa wins the Golden Boot. Javi went who? David Villa. David Villa. Okay, David Villa wins the Golden Boot. That's a nice little throw-in as well. John, thanks for your time, sir. You're welcome. All right, there he goes. Jonathan Tannewald from Philly.com. Oops, uh, let's see. I've, uh, I've hit the wrong... I've hit the wrong button here. Let me try this one more time. Uh, new software. That's what happens. Andy Edwards uh, from NBCSoccer.com uh, joins us. Andy, how are you? I'm doing well, Jason. I'm very impressed with what you and Trevor have been able to pull off this morning so uh, far. You, you don't understand. I'm, I'm sweating bullets over here, Andy. It's a, it's a whole <laughs> thing. Andy, uh, is Kansas City guy, for those of you who don't know, uh, what's your Twitter handle? I can never remember. I follow you. I just can't remember what it is. Yeah, it's Andy Ed MLS. Andy Ed MLS because he broke up there. Andy, uh, I'm gonna start with the uh, the big one, for the same place I started with everybody else who wins MLS Cup in 2015. Yeah, I'm going with most everybody else. I'm on the the Sounders bandwagon this season, uh, and and I'll I'll kind of have the same reasoning with my pick out of the East. Uh, I think there's a lot to be said for teams that that learn from losing in MLS, and you learn how to win in the playoffs, and nobody in MLS. Uh, over the last few years, has more experience with losing and doing it in big, dramatic fashion than the Seattle Sounders. So I think this is finally the year they break through. They got the monkey off the back with the first um, in-league trophy in 2014. So I think they're the deepest team. I think they have the best roster up and down. Um, and I think they're the best at the top end of the roster, too. I, I should probably do this in, in a slightly different order than I've done it with everybody else. I'm going to switch it up. Who do you have them beating in the MLS Cup final? Uh, Columbus Crew, and for the same reason that I mentioned with Seattle, uh, I think they learned their lesson uh, last year in the playoffs through the New England Revolution, through the year before, learned their lesson from Sporting Kansas City, who the couple years before that learned from the Houston Dynamo. Right. Uh, there's kind of a progression, especially in the Eastern Conference, of how teams rise up um, and, and reach that point. I watched a lot of Columbus in 2014 for some work uh, with Time Warner Cable Sports here in Kansas City, and, and I feel very comfortable picking them. Uh, because I know they're not going to be a huge disappointment. They might not get all the way there, uh, but they're not going to fall far off. So you've got Seattle beating Columbus Crew. Who wins the uh, Supporter Shield for the regular season best record? It, it'll be a toss-up because obviously Columbus will have the, the, the easier regular season schedule, but I think Seattle just too much firepower. Uh, even in the Western Conference, they'll probably get it by a point or two. 
That's a double for Seattle. Uh, you, we're turning them into a juggernaut around here, um, and uh, not <laughs> not for you know for good reason. Obviously, they have lots of talent. Um, so we've got we've got uh, Seattle beating the Crew with Seattle winning the Supporter Shield. Let me move on to to MVP. Who do you have lifting that trophy at the end of the year? Well, I want to go with Charlie and Steve and say Jermaine Jones because I thought he was the August October MVP last year, but he's never going. Uh, to get the votes from from anybody really uh, enough to win it, so uh, I'll take the safe pick over Simi Martins. Showed he can play with Dempsey last year. Showed he can play without him when he was at the World Cup. He'll have to do it again this year. He'll have to carry the team for about a month during the Gold Cup. So I think he's going to put up a lot of numbers this season. Oh, with Martin's uh, strong pick might be my pick. I haven't given mine yet, Andy, but that that uh, just to tease it a little bit, that might be my pick. Give me a give me a wild card here. Give me either a team you think is going to surprise some people, and hell, you know, Jonathan Tanner will just put both expansion teams in the Eastern Conference playoffs. I don't buy that for a second, but there's a possibility one of them can make it, or you can pick somebody else. I mean, do you, for example, do you have Toronto in the playoffs? Yeah, I have Toronto in the playoffs. I don't think that's a surprise, though. I think the biggest surprise, and I made my, uh, I guess, official predictions over on Pro Soccer Talk this week, uh, I have RSL out of the playoffs in 2015. Ooh. So uh, I think that would be as big a surprise as anything that could happen this season. And so you have um, you have RSL draw. That is that would that would definitely be a surprise not to have RSL. Uh, just quickly, why why do you believe that that to be the case? It's just uh, too much turnover, and uh, you know they still have a strong core there. Well, it's not so much the turnover. I think Jeff Kassar did a good job uh, of taking over where Jason Christ left off in 2014. Uh, but with the number of guys that are now gone, Matt Borchers, Ned Grabavoy, um, even even a guy like Chris Winger, he's now got to rebuild the team um, in his own image, in his own way. Um, and that's, I think, a much bigger challenge than taking over something that he was a part of for a number of years under Jason Christ. And I think that's going to be a big, big challenge for him. Andy Edwards from Pro Soccer Talk over at NBC Sports. And uh, follow him on Twitter, Andy Ed MLS. Andy, appreciate the time and uh, good picks, man. Good picks. All right. Thanks for having me on. Best there, of luck. There goes Andy Edwards. Uh, next up on the line, as soon as I can find the button here, is... Uh, our friend Brian Dunseth, uh, color commentator extraordinaire, obviously follow him on Twitter at Original Winger. Uh, Donnie, what's up, man? What's going on? You guys are doing an amazing job. No, oh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know. Oh no, he was giving me so much love, and we seem to have completely lost Brian Dunseth. Uh, it had to happen eventually. I'm going to drop that call because, yeah. So let's try. Let's try to get Donnie back on the line. Uh, in the meantime, here we, here we go. This was always going to be my filler, my pick. So while, while we try to work, D- uh, Donnie back on the line, I'm going to give you my picks. My, uh, my, uh, MLS Cup winner in 2015, like everybody else, Seattle Sounders. I think they finally break through. I do have the supporter shield going to the New England Revolution, though, which again, like Jonathan Tannewald, requires, uh, New England to beat Seattle, uh, at home in New England. Or sorry, Seattle to beat New England in New England. And, uh, I think Donnie's back. Donnie, you there? Donnie. Are you, uh, no. <laughs> All right, he's not back. Whatever's going on with Dunny's phone <laughs> is causing some problems here. Yeah, that's nervous laughter. I'll fully admit to that. Let me get back to my picks while we try to line up the next one here. Um, Eastern Conference uh, winner. Eastern Conf- I'm sorry. I just, I just got my own picks wrong. I do have the Seattle Sounders winning MLS Cup, but I don't have the New England Re- Revolution in the final. I have the Columbus Crew in the final. Uh, a little bit like Andy Edwards with those picks. In terms of the individual award MVP, I got Obafemi Martins winning that. 
again, like Andy Edwards, I think it, uh, he has, um, uh, shown that he can play with, uh, with Clint Dempsey alongside him and score goals and, uh, create chances. And, uh, without Clint Dempsey, he can do it as well. Um, and then I got a couple other picks. I'm not, I haven't thrown at other people. Uh, my coach of the year is Greg Berhalter. Obviously, that makes sense if he's going to go take his team to MLS Cup uh, in 2015. Uh, so there you go. All right, we're working on uh, we're working on the next slide, uh, n- the next guest here. Whether we can get Brian Zunseth back or not, I'm not so sure. Uh, but let's see what we've got going on uh, here. Uh, just d- hold on one second. Hold on one second. Things are going nuts over here. There we go. All right. I think I understand what's happening. Well, it's just not working very well. Uh, we got, uh, coming up a little bit later, or coming up next, Andrew Weeby from MLS Soccer. And then Matthew Doyle, the, uh, armchair analyst will join us. Jimmy Conrad, Kyle Martino, Will Parchman, Jeremiah O'Shan, and Doug McIntyre closes it out. Big show with all of these guests giving us their picks for the 2015 Major League Soccer season. Cause yes, it is starting. It is underway. Um, again, we're trying to find, I'm trying to figure out where we are in our list here. Um, uh, tr- uh, getting, getting the next guest lined up, whether we can get Dunny back or not. I'm still, I'm still waiting on that one. Uh, in the meantime, uh, give us your picks on Twitter, uh, at, at soccer morning. If you want to pick all of the things I'm asking our guests and you want to throw some stuff in again, surprise picks or whh- whether or not you've got uh, a-, a team that nobody expects to make the playoffs or to challenge for a playoff spot up there. For example, I got the Montreal Impact in the playoffs. I, I came away impressed from their win over Pachuca. Can they do that all year? I don't know. But they certainly seem to be a resolute team. And Frank Klopas is a guy who knows how to coach in this league despite finishing last last year. I think he'll figure it out. I think they'll get themselves above those two expansion teams, for example, and we'll figure out there. All right, we're going to have to skip Brian Dunstan. Sorry about that, Dunny. Andrew Weeby's on the line. What's up, Andrew? I am. Uh, I, my phone works. So it you does. Dunny now that uh, that my <laughs> my technology is is set, ready to go. I got my picks. Yeah, and you would expect Dunny to have the the greatest and the latest, wouldn't you? You would, but maybe those mountains there in Salt Lake City are are, are blocking him. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, right. You know, maybe it's drinking with Dunny early in the morning. He's having trouble with those buttons. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if everybody knows about that, but that's one of the best things to happen in American soccer in a very long time. Andrew Weeby from MLS Soccer. Andrew, we'll start with you. Um, I'm going to start with, with MLS Cup and, and who wins. I think that, uh, why, why beat around the bush here? Yeah, I think I'm going FC Dallas. That's what I picked on the site. Um, you know, I, I've been hearing a lot of Seattle Sounders from you guys, and I just have so many questions about that back line. I feel like Oscar Pereja, this is his year. You see him take every single year. His teams take a big step forward. I just think he's going to have that team believing. And while injuries have been an issue for Dallas in the last couple of years, Mario Diaz, the ultimate uh, number 10 China doll. They're healthy to start the year. I think Matt Hedges is maybe the best defender in MLS. Pop the bottom. It's very, very good. I think, I think they take it. I think Fabian Castillo takes a big step forward. And going against them, a former Hunt franchise in, in the crew. Ooh. I'm with Andy Edwards. I think they take a big step forward this year. So Dallas crew, Dallas takes it. Yeah, I got the crew in the final as well. And, and, and I, I'm surprised that nobody's mentioned FC Dallas to this point. I mean, I've certainly got them in the playoffs. I think, think I've got them third. In the West, um, and and they're capable of even b- being better than that. Yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, you saw them push Seattle to the very brink in last year's playoffs, and you know, you think back to the beginning of the season when they had Mario Diaz, they were the best team in the league. They were, they had the best record. They seemed to be firing on all cylinders. They lose Mauro. They kind of have to 
figure out a new identity without him, and they go pretty much counterattack. And, of course, Fabian Castillo takes a big step forward. But even he kind of trailed off. I, I think he's the guy, type of guy that has the potential to get 15 with Mauro pulling the strings. And I just maybe I'm just desperate to see a full season of Mauro Diaz. I think that's probably it. But, boy, if they get it, I'm not putting I, – I think the odds are with them. I think they got a deep young team. That's pretty interesting. All right, so you've got FC Dallas coming out of the West against the Columbus Crew. So the Hunt, uh, the Hunt Derby, there, I guess is what we'll call that. Who do you have winning supporters? The former Hunt Derby. The former Hunt Derby. That's right. The Crew are no longer a Hunt product, uh, uh, a Hunt property. Who do you have winning supporter shield? That one's a little bit tougher, and I, I've I've waffled on this. I've gone back and forth. You know, I just don't trust Dallas for that full season. Like I said, with the injuries. I'm going New England on this one. Okay. I think once they get Jermaine Defoe back in the fold, I think it's just a, a full season push from them. I think Andrew Farrell will settle into that center back position. It, I don't think he'll be a downgrade from Soares. Now he's going to be more aggressive, and they got to figure that part out with both he and Gonzalez both wanting to go attack the ball farther up the field. But I think once they have Jermaine Jones, they're probably the best long-haul team in the league with Juan Agudelo in the mix. So I'll give it to them in just the playoffs. Don't go quite as well this time around for yeah, Jay Heaps and the Reds. You know, I, um, I've actually I've got them winning Supporter Shield as well and not actually getting out of the East, the Columbus Crew getting out of the East. But what, I, what, Otto, what, what I'll ask you here is um, – with Agadello back in the mix, I haven't I haven't asked anybody else about Golden Boot. It's just a matter of time and, and scheduling here. But I've actually got Agadello for Golden Boot. I, I know that's a little out there, but how many goals do you think he might get in that in that system? Boy, it's a little bit out there, but I think the only reason for that is that it's going to be this early season back and forth between him and Charlie. I don't think that Heaps will give him the keys to the car immediately, but I think. I think you're right. I think over the long term, Agadello's the man at center forward for them. You saw in 2013, he was their best player. He made everybody around him so much better. I could see Lee win, not replicating his season, but doing luck odd man. I- I'm going to say the over under on him is is 12, yeah. and I'm betting heavily on the over. Yeah, that's heavily, that's a- heavily on the over. Uh, they would obviously uh, be. I- I'm going to go out on a limb. 17. Okay, now. all right, 17. I mean, they would be ecstatic with that, obviously, to get that out of Juan Agudelo, a guy who, again, has been sitting on the sideline, which I think is why it's a little bit out there. All right, let's uh, let's move to individual awards. MVP in 2015, Andrew. You know, I listened to what Andy was saying about the voters and over for me, Martins, and I started to doubt my own pick, but I'm just going to double down on it. Pedro Morales, Ooh. I just think he's going to have a massive massive season. The only problem is he's going to be in Vancouver. He's going to be on West Coast time. You know, will people watch? Will people see? But for me, Caps are one of my two quote-unquote MLS live teams that anytime they play, I'm going to tune in. I just think with Octavio Rivero in front of him, with, with you know, all the set piece taking with Waston there to bang in some of those corners and free kicks with Kakuta Mane coming into his own with Darren Maddox, I think, going to have an approved season. I could see this guy dropping a 15-15 and 15 season. And if he does that and the Caps are one of the top three teams in the West, I think he's going to have a great case for it. But, look, I'm starting to be convinced by Andy. Ultimately, it comes down to the voters, and usually that's the big name. So maybe that, that's my Juan Agadella golden boot uh, equivalent. Well, I mean, not only that, but the Va- Vancouver Whitecaps seem to be glossed over, forgotten about, under the radar, maybe more than anybody else out West. I mean, again, that's a loaded conference. We know that. Sporting's going to be challenging for stuff, and who knows how good Houston's going to be to add to that mix. But Vancouver has proven that they can compete out there. 
No, there's no doubt about it. You look up the core, and there are some question marks. Is Pablo Motocar really the second center back next to Kendall Watts? <laughs> and that, is yeah. Octavio Rivera, is he just a preseason flash in the, plant, in the pan? We've seen that before. He's got to adapt over a full year. But I just think that, that they have a great mixture of veteran and youth. And, yeah, it trends toward youth, but you hear it all the time nowadays. It's the fresh legs, man. In MLS, you've got to be able to hit the road. You got to be able to uh, to withstand the rigors of this long, long season and all the different uh, weather conditions that you're going to run into. I just think that this team is maybe young and dumb enough, so to speak, to not pay attention to what people are saying and just go run past people. Kudamani could be could be the most terrifying winger in the league. He's just got to take that step forward. And if anybody's going to get out of him, I think it's Carl Robinson. And I, you know, when I talked about FC Dallas. I see a lot of similarities between the two and the coaches, especially. Mm-hmm. Younger guys, MLS experienced guys that are going to get their their players believing in themselves. Both these guys are players, coaches, and very, very positive. And I think their squads are going to respond. Andrew Weeby of MLSsoccer.com. Andrew, thanks for jumping on. Appreciate the predictions, man. All right. Have a good one, guys. There goes Andrew Weeby. And we're going to keep the MLSsoccer.com love rolling with Matt Doyle, the armchair analyst. Matt, are you there? I am. I'm right here. Uh, okay, uh, you you had the show on. I I think that was the show. I'm glad you're following along. Yeah. If you are, yeah. <laughs> that was the show in the back. Uh, all right. So so you no you've been, you've been listening to every. I know you've already made your picks. I'm just kidding. I was gonna say you listen to everybody else's picks to uh, to decide where where the winds are blowing. MLS, MLS Cup in 2015, Matt. Who you got? Well, I got. <laughs> it's gonna sound a lot like Weeby. I I got uh, Dallas versus the Crew. Um, and and I actually think this is the year Columbus gets it done. Yeah. So Emma, Columbus Crew winning a MLS Cup over FC Dallas again. I think that the Crew are certainly along that that sexy pick sort of element. Although I mean, look how you, can you have two sexy picks in one conference? Because New England getting to a final, nearly beating the Galaxy, they've added Juan, Juan Agudelo. Why would anybody pick against them, man? Eh? Well, I, I think. Jermaine Jones is a year older, and he's going to have a heavy workload, and he's already picked up an injury. I mean, he's, what, 33, 34, running around on turf for seven, eight months. That's not a great formula for a guy who is absolutely crucial. Uh, and the other thing is A.J. Soros is, is yeah. yeah. kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I honestly think New England was really, really close to being an actual tire fire during the playoffs last year, but Soros was so good in emergency defense, he ended up saving them, and uh, Shuttleworth played out of his mind down the stretch as well. Uh, and so I think they're going to be worse defensively, whereas if, yeah. you, if you look at the crew, I think they're a better defensive team than they were last year. Uh, they'll have more cohesion than they did last year, and they had a better number nine, which was really their weakness last year mm. to, to me they, like if you can bring back the continuity and chemistry and upgrade at a couple of spots which is what they did uh then you're a pretty good bet to to, to advance pretty far at least uh, and i think this time take home the trophy supporter shield where does that go uh, i think that also ends up with the crew yeah i, I think it's a it's a 2008 repeat where they do the double uh I, I do think it has to come from the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Western Conference is just going to be brutal about one through eight or one through nine, depending on how fast you think Dom Kinnear is going to turn around San Jose. Uh, and those teams are just going to cannibalize each other. Whereas the East, I, I do think New England is going to be really, really good. Uh, obviously, I think the crew are going to be great. I think TFC is going to be really good. 
And then I think there's probably going to be a pretty significant drop-off, uh, a lot of easy points out there, uh, which means I, I think the, the Eastern Conference team is going to have about a 7-8 point cushion compared to the West. Mm. Who do you have for MVP? Mauro Diaz. Mm. He was the best player in the league last year in March. And, got hurt. and if he can stay healthy, I, I think he will be the best player Phone's breaking up a little bit, Matt. Let me see if uh, it comes back here in a second. Amoro Diaz is your pick for MVP. I think we got we all got that part. All right. It looks like it looks like we may have lost uh, Matt Doyle from MLSsoccer.com, the armchair analyst. Uh, very good to have him and his picks. Thanks to him for coming on. Let's move on. It, it doesn't stop. I can't. I can't stop. Jimmy Conrad. Is on is on the line, Jimmy. How are you? I'm good, Jason. How are you? How's the campaign going, my friend? Uh, the campaign is going strong. You know, we uh, we think we got Ohio in the back, and uh, <laughs> we know that's a swing state. So, you know, anytime you want to get nominated or uh, for any kind of position in this country, Ohio is very important. Absolutely, I think uh, everybody focuses on Ohio, especially when it comes to Hall of Fame votes for whatever reason. Uh, Jimmy, you're here to make some picks. MLS is happening in 2015. It starts tonight. I'm going to go uh, the big one, as I've been been doing all day here, MLS Cup winner in 2015. Who is it? Oh, it's going to be hard to, to get away from the Galaxy. You know, I know they're going to lose Landon Donovan, and that's going to be a big loss. But Jazzy Zardes, I think, will help fill some of that void. Uh, Steven Gerrard, obviously, to pick up some slack, especially from a leadership position, even though he's only showing up in July, I think. So they're the ones, they're the champions, uh, until somebody can come in and knock them off. Uh, they're my, my top choice to win MLS Cup. And let's be honest, I think everybody here in the league and on the East Coast uh, doesn't mind going to L.A. in December for MLS no. Cup. No, it was, so, it was so nice last year. Oh, it was amazing. Especially, it was especially it was after Kansas City the year before, Jimmy. And So you've got it very much to be the champs. You've got to beat the champs, and you don't have anybody beating the champs. Uh, who, who are they? Not at the moment. I mean, Seattle Sounders are always, you know, always there. They're always in the conversation, and, and I think they've earned that right to be in the conversation. Uh, New England Revolution, you know, I think it's going to be more difficult for them this year. I think people were like, oh, let's see what these guys are about, and they did a good job, and, and they're not going to sneak up on anybody this season. Uh, Kansas City, I think, is a little bit in transition as they lost uh, really in Colin. I think that, that that's going to hurt them a little bit more. Their goalkeeper situation is still un- uncertain, and those are two big spots, you know, you need to have uh, in your team if you want to win games and win a championship. Well, I mean, look, uh, you know, we're talking about um, winning MLS Cup. Who, who do you have? I was gonna, I had something and I lost it. Who do you have coming out of the East then to, the, to challenge LA and ultimately lose to them in the final? <laughs> well, it could be New England again. I think they're going to be uh, right up there uh, um, doing their thing. Um, you know, I, I think the Red Bulls. Jesse Marsh is going to do a good job. With the team, um, I think they're going to be organized, and, and obviously they're going to be in transition after losing some influential guys in, in Henri and Cahill, uh, and obviously Mike Pecky. Just, just the shock of not having him around the organization is going to be different. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I really like the Columbus crew. I really like what Greg Berhalter's done with the team. I think they're ready to take that step. They seem like kind of this this season's New England revolution, where their people could still sleep on them a little bit. They know they have talent. But uh, I think he's done a really good job with the team, and and uh, I think it's New England or Columbus, to be honest. You know, I just, I, I remember what it was, and it was that last year New England, you know, they 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 went eight games, they lost eight games in a row at one point. They had 
long winning streaks, five-game winning streaks a couple of different times. It was either win or lose for them, which I think maybe colors our perception of how good they were last year. Especially, the, And they had a good playoff run. They're, you can't take that away from them. So mm-hmm. I, I've got New England. I mean, despite all of these things I've just said, I've got New England winning the Supporter Shield, Jimmy. Uh, who's, who's getting that trophy? Wow, that's a good one. I mean, you know, the Galaxy having to deal with some CONCACAF Champions League and, and any ambition that they have to try to win the double in the U.S. Open Cup. Seattle likes to try to win all those competitions as well. Uh, that, that takes some time and energy out of you um, to try to compete at a high level for all those trophies. Uh, not to say that New England's not going to do that, but I, I think that's a solid choice. It always seems to be a team that focuses more on the league than the, the outside um, um, competition. So uh, I think it's Seattle, L.A., um, and New England really for the supporter shield. I don't know if anybody else has the depth maybe to mm. to really push on and, and try to capture uh, multiple things. So it's one of those three teams. Did, uh, it's one of those three teams. You didn't actually make a pick. That's that's that was well done, Jimmy. <laughs> that's what I do. That's what I do. I'm a faux journalist. I think your expectations are too high for me. Uh, maybe. How about MVP? <laughs> you got you, you going to make one pick for MVP, or you got like five guys? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think. You know, I, I was—I just put out an MLS preview yesterday on Kick TV, and I'm like, I know I have friends on every team, and they're just going to call and give me shit about like, you, how did you pick me ninth? Like, you picked our team to get ninth, not only like ninth overall, ninth at our conference, you know. So uh, I, I don't know. In terms of MVP, that's a tough one. I—I I, I think if Diego Valeri from Portland uh, was going to be healthy from the start of the season, he would have been right up there. Right. Uh, he's a guy that I think could do it. Um, Obafemi Martins, I think this is his last year to really, obviously, his legs are really, really fast, but he's still putting a lot of mileage on those legs. I think this would be his last year to really push for that. And, and I think that the, as each kind of game passes, him and, and Clint Dempsey get stronger and stronger and have a better relationship. So, uh, I could see Obafemi Martins getting in there. But Robbie Keane is so good. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see how much of an impact the loss of Landon Donovan is going to have on his game. Um, and, and kind of get into the spots because when you have Landon on the field, you know, just defenders have to concentrate on where Landon is, and that opens up space for Robbie. And well, it's yet to be seen if Jesse's artist can, can do the same thing. But I don't know. So Robbie Keane of Tim Martin, you know, Kaka could be yeah. a guy that could surprise us and really uh, step up and be the guy, David uh, Villa in, in, in NYCFC. You just don't know what those guys are going to bring and how uh, the league is going to hit them. You know, it's one of those things where, oh, wait, you want me to travel to Dallas on August on a Wednesday night when yeah. it's 3,000 degrees? Um and still perform at a high level. So it'll be a real test to see how those kind of the new DPs uh, handle the league. Jimmy Conrad from Kick TV, uh, faux journalist extraordinaire, as he already said, uh, out there campaigning Absolutely. and rightfully so. Go give, give, well, you know, again, as you say, give the man your vote, but really just give the man your support. He, uh, <laughs> he needs it these days. Jimmy, thanks for I the love time. It. That's the whole, honestly, the whole premise of me running to try to get into a Hall of Fame uh, cracks me up. And, <laughs> and the best part is that people try, are actually taking me serious. Like, I, I I, I know, I can raise my hand and say I didn't have a Hall of Fame career. Like I, I, I can readily admit that. And, and there's like 15 guys alone in that ballot that, that deserve it over me from a playing perspective. But, uh, but I'm thinking my, my good looks and charm could be really the X factor in all. Hey, look, Jimmy, so, Jimmy, you scored uh, a, You scored a goal against Mexico. I think that gets you in right there. I think that's, that's all, all that matters. matters. That's I think all that matters. You, I agree, Jason. Thank you so yeah. much. Jimmy, um, so I'm getting back on my campaign trail. I, 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 I kind of let you on in behind the curtain. But, uh, you know, I'm adamant that uh, I, I'm a strong candidate, and I go. deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, if only so you can hear my speech. Absolutely. I, I can't wait. Jimmy, thanks so much for your time and your picks, man. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. All right. All right thanks, Jason. There goes uh, Jimmy Conrad from Kick TV again, campaigning for the Hall of Fame. On the line with me now from NBC Sports, uh, Kyle Martino. Uh, Kyle, how are you? 
What's up, Jason? How are you? I, I'm, I'm flustered because there's so just so many things happening today. <laughs> there's a lot going on. It's, it's like a, speed dating. It, 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 oh, that's exactly what it is. We're speed dating uh, our MLS predictions here at Soccer Morning. Uh, Kyle, uh, first and uh, foremost, great uh, great work at NBC as, in general. I mean, as always. Excuse oh, me. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, and and you know, again, uh, you know, we bring you on. You're a Premier League guy now. I mean, I know you played in MLS for a very long time, but you know, you're a Premier League guy now. How much time do you get? I know this is the first time I've fished out of water in MLS, right? <laughs> a little bit. So, so that being said, I, look, I know you're paying attention. I know what you know what's going on here. Give me your MLS Cup pick for 2015. Ooh. So if I'm going like the nepotist in me, I'm gonna go uh, that it's gonna be LA Galaxy and pull the screw in the final. But then I'm gonna oh. move on to thinking about it a little harder and say that Seattle. I, I just same team as last year, best regular season team from last year, and Ziggy's got a fever. And the only cure is not more cowbell, but a MLS Cup. Yeah, you know, every year we talk about when Seattle comes up just a little bit short, and I know they won the Supporter Shield last year, and that's a big deal, but it's not the same as MLS Cup, if you hear Lexi tell it. Every year we they come up a little bit short. You wonder, maybe it's time for Siggy to move on. Maybe they'll make a change. They've given him a lot of time, and that's it's fascinating because the expectations are so high, Kyle. So if, if they yeah, can actually... That continuity and that time they're giving him, and and I think Clint Dempsey healthy with a chip on his shoulder, I I like it. I just think it's looking good. All right, so you've got Seattle winning the title. Who do they beat in the MLS Cup final? Um, Ooh. Since, uh, since I already did the nepotism, that's not going to happen of LA Galaxy Clubs Group Final, which, by the way, could very much happen. Could, very much. Uh, I'm going to throw I'm gonna throw New England in there. I love what Jay Heath's done with that team. Talk about chip on their shoulder. I mean, never winning an MLS Cup, and we're just there. I think they get there again. You've, you've, you've done the same thing many other people have, have done, and that's put New England in the final and losing another final. That would be 0 for, yeah, I know. 0 for 6, Kyle. I know. That is rough. Red fans are going to hate me. All right, so uh, Seattle beating... I think that's Taylor Twelman on the other line getting ready to yell <laughs> Seattle beating New England in the final. Uh, Supporter Shield, do you think Seattle can, uh, can win that again and get to a final? Yeah, I do. I just think they're going to be so strong. You know, I, I think Ozzy Alonso, uh, maybe, maybe a question mark as we saw him kind of with injuries and falling off a little bit, not as impactful as he was in the past, but I think he's going to be back healthy. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, you just look at him. It's going to be the team we saw last year just, uh, w- with lessons learned and chips on their shoulders. All right, so you've got uh, so you got Seattle winning a double. That's um that's, that's a popular pick around here these days. Yeah. Uh, in terms of MVP, does that does that player come from Seattle? Is, is this is this the year that Obafemi Martins wins it? Yeah, no. I mean, I think Clint Dempsey has a good shot. To be okay. honest, um, I want to throw in a complete left field has like 05 percent chance of happening, but I'd love to see it happen. Giovinco. I mean, Ooh. the Toronto thing. Everyone's waiting for that project to fail uh, again. But uh, the Atomic Ant, you know, small dude in the league, like very Scalotto-esque MVP shout there that uh, maybe he can make something happen. Uh, Giovinco, obviously a very talented player, not getting a lot of time at, at Juve leading up to his move, and, and you don't know how that team's going to gel, Kyle. And I, and I guess then my question would be, I'll, I'll leave you with this, is who's your surprise team? Are you gonna make, can you make Toronto a surprise team considering how much money they spent? Yeah, totally. I mean, because everyone, even though they, they have Michael Bradley bring back Josie Alton or Giovinco, all the money they spend, everyone still thinks that it's going to be a team that, that doesn't make the playoffs again. And, uh, I think making the playoffs should, I mean, that's the default. I mean, that, that's the, the minimum that you expect from this team. But I, I, I think that you could look at them as an underdog to kind of go far in the postseason. 
And so do you think that Greg Vanny's the guy to get that done? I do. I really like Greg Vanny. Um, I, I played with him with the U.S. team. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still close friends with Robin Frazier, who uh, he and Greg are, are very close. And I, I would pick Robin's brain all the time about Greg and things that were going on up there. And, you know, Robin was the, the architect not only at, at Salt Lake as an assistant, but at New York as well, and, and thinks very highly of Greg Vanny and so do I. Kyle Martino of NBC Sports. Yes, he is uh, doing a lot of Premier League stuff, but you know the man. He played in this league. He likes this league. He knows this league. Don't Thanks. forget about me. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, we we're, we of course, the the heart. one of the first names we thought of. Kyle, thanks for your picks, man, and uh, you know continue the excellent work on NBC. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks. Always a pleasure, guys. Have fun. There goes Kyle Martino, and uh, we move on. The, the the cavalcade of stars, as it were. Will Parchman from Top Drawer Soccer is on the line. Will, how are you this morning? I am fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm pretty good. We're we're getting through this. We're almost to the end. I'm I'm feeling feeling positive here. It's like the 85th minute. I've got a good lead. I don't think it's going to go badly from here on out. Will your MLS Cup winner in 2015? Well, I'm going to be boring, and I'm going to take I'm going to take the Sounders. I think uh, I, I'm going to kind of back into it though because I don't think they're going to have a great regular season, and they're not going to win the U.S. Open Cup. I think the the demands of the cup, uh, released from those, and I think released from the expectation of winning a supporter shield, or even really um, competing for it in the last couple weeks of the season, I think that's going to make them a little bit hungrier, a little bit less hunted in the postseason, if that makes sense. And uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna put it all together finally. Who do you have them beating in the final? Uh. I heard a lot of people going with the crew. I, I, I like Columbus. I think Will Trapp uh, is going to kind of take that step forward. Here's my, my scorching hot take of the day. I think Will Trapp actually has, you know, he's not a like-for-like like player with Michael Bradley, but I think if you put him up together, I think Will Trapp's going to end up having a better season uh, than Bradley when it's all said and done. Interesting. I think I'll pause there since you're mentioning a, a young player, and we know that you work at Top Door Soccer where – uh, youth development and, and the like is, is a big deal. Who's your breakout young player? This, you're the only guy I'm asking this because you're the expert. Who's the breakout young player in MLS in 2015? Well, if we just excuse the fact that I'm the, the conductor of the Tommy Thompson hype train, um, who I, I think he'll break out. But, you know, if we're looking at rookies, I think Leo Stoles at uh, New York Rebels is, is a guy to keep an eye on. Not necessarily because I think he's the best rookie. I think Christian Roldan is, is a little bit better in terms of his impact in the midfield, but I think uh, Leo's going to get more playing time. Uh, I think if you look at Dax as a six and then Sasha Kleschen as a 10, you can drop Leo right in the middle of that midfield as an eight, um, kind of as the orchestrator in between those two. Um, and Rebels don't really have a guy who has his skill set. And so I think he's one of maybe the three or four guys in the entire rookie field who has – the tools to play in March, yeah. and I think he should. I don't know if he will, um, but I think he has the, the ability to play more than, than maybe any rookie um, in the league this year. And that's, I like hearing that because I picked him for Rookie of the Year, so that's good. Who <laughs> who wins? There you go. Who wins the Supporter Shield this year? Will uh, I'm going to go with the crew. Um, I think they can put it together. I think it it starts with their back line. I really like what they, what they have, the pieces they have defensively. Um, but as I mentioned, Will Trap, I think is just going to explode onto the scene this year. He had a, he had a great year last year. He, he tailed off a little bit, 
uh, towards the end, but I think he's going to put it together and, and put up numbers. Uh, let's just say they'll, they'll be worthy of, of international recording. Interesting. And uh, your MVP? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to also go backdoor on this. Two words, Darlington Nag. Whoa, whoa, think, uh, whoa. You yeah, just but, exploded my head. Will, you just exploded my head. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I, I think Nagby had such a bizarre year last year. He only had one goal, and it was late in the season. He, he got fouled 87 times. I think he's on he's on pace to like shatter the record for the uh, number of times he's been fouled. And, you know, obviously he's got to kind of sidestep that. But I think, um, you know, Portland is kind of an off-the-radar team. I mean, you look at their, their striker situation, you know, with Audi, and it's not fantastic. But I think Nagy's in for a huge rebound here. If you look at some of the things that he did, um, U.S. Open Cup, he just shredded the Sounders. And, uh, you know, I, I think with the benefit of, you know, a, a healthy offseason, uh, I think he's going to come back and uh, and put in maybe a a ten goal, twelve goal, ten assist kind of a season, and um, I think Portland's going to going to really benefit from it. Nobody's really talking about Portland. Yeah. You know, I don't think they're a they're a contender for the cup, so to speak, but I think they can really make some noise and um, and challenge in the West. Absolutely, I think they've improved their defense enough to be a player out in the West. It's Will Parshman from Top Door Soccer. Appreciate the picks and uh, enjoy the season. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, buddy. We'll see it. There goes Will Parchman. So we are headed on forward here. Jeremiah O'Shan of SB Nation. Jeremiah, how are you? Yes, good. How are you? Yeah, you sound like you're like in an airplane. Maybe you're uh, piloting a jet right now. What's happening? I am in the car with my two-year-old daughter, actually. Oh, that's even better. All right, let's get this done then, Jeremiah. A two-year-old's more important than MLS. Who's your MLS Cup winner in 2015? I'm going with the full-blown homer pick, and I'm going to say I think the Sounders are going to finally win the MLS Cup. Uh, and and, in, and who they beat? Who do they beat in the final? Then. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I I really like the crew, man. I I know they're kind of the the sexy pick, but I I mean I think the crew and the Revolution are the two best teams for me in the East right now. And um, you know I'm I'm definitely a. Uh, I'm, I'm doubting Toronto FC until they prove me wrong. All right, fair enough. Do you have the supporter shield going to your hometown team as well, or is somebody else? No, no, no. I think that's going to come out of the East. I, I think, uh, I actually, I think the Sounders can get off to a slow start. Um, I'm, I'll go with the Revolution. Okay, fair enough. That's actually my pick as well. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. MVP in 2015, uh, Jeremiah. Who? MVP 2015, uh, you know, if the Revolution win the Supporters' Shield, you got to go with the win, right? Well, uh, yeah, or you could imagine that Juan Agudelo could have a big year, or Jermaine Jones could be the, the engine that pushes them forward. i got a couple of Jermaine Jones picks that, for MVP this year. Yeah, that's a good point. But, yeah, I, I'll go with, I'll go with uh, win. Okay, so you've got Seattle winning the title, uh, against the crew in the final, New England winning the Supporters' Shield, and Lee Wynn with an MVP. That's the first pick for Lee Wynn as MVP on the show today. Do you have any surprises for us, uh, teams that you think might o- overachieve or come out of nowhere? What do you make of the expansion teams? You know, I I, I, I think they've done an okay job putting those teams together, but, I, I mean, it just seems like the odds are so stacked against both of them making the playoffs. I know it seems like... 
I, I feel like I see a lot of people picking both home games the playoffs tonight, and I I don't know which one is going to falter. I guess if one of them is more likely to falter, it seems like it's going to be NYCFC. Uh, but yeah, I think one of those two teams is going to miss the playoffs by uh, a decent shot. Like it's not even going to be particularly close. Uh, and so I guess that's one of the teams. The team that I think might exceed expectations is I feel like people are really down on the Rapids. But uh, I can see them absolutely making push into the playoffs. That's that I, I can't even imagine that. I don't know. I'm 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 with the doubters. Oh, the two year olds getting going here. <laughs> Jeremiah O'Shan from SB Nation. Jeremiah, take care of your daughter. Thanks for the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. There goes Jeremiah O'Shan from yeah from. Sounds like he's flying a plane, but no, that's just a two year old on the line with me now. Doug McIntyre from ESPN FC. I believe Doug is our, our final guest. We've made it here. I don't even know how it happened. Doug, how are you, sir? Doing well, Jason. Uh, last but not least, I'm sure, right? No, absolutely not. Uh, com- <laughs> completely not least. Uh, Doug, uh, I've been doing this pretty rapid fire, so I'll just get going here. MLS Cup winner in 2015. Seattle Sounders. And you, you want an explanation? I, you know, if you want to give me the reasoning, they're the most popular pick. They're my pick. I, I-, I think it's easy to sort of talk yourself into them, but that's been the case the last couple of years, Doug. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it's tricky. It's a crapshoot once you get into the playoffs. I mean, everyone says that. Um, but they got to win sooner or later. And, and, you know, obviously, Supporters Shield winner last year. I, I just think, you know, that this is their year. So we'll see. Uh, now, uh, who do you have them beating in the final? Meaning, who's coming out of the East in the playoffs? A uh, tough one. Uh, actually, I haven't asked that one by anyone before, but the, my East, my regular season Eastern champ um, for me is, is DC United. So I know a lot of people like New England. I think that's a solid pick as well. But I just feel like DC is going to build on their playoff experience last year. I think New England will, uh, well, obviously with the, the run to the final. But uh, yeah, D- DC in the final, but uh, Seattle. Seattle pits them for the crown. All right, so you got DC finishing first and making it to the final, and that's not very many people giving DC love. I don't know what it is about them; they're they're just for some reason not a very sexy team. Uh, but I, we did have a, a little bit of chatter earlier if they could get another striker, maybe they could push ahead. So you got Seattle winning their first MLS Cup. There are the defending Supporter Shield winners. Who who takes that uh, that trophy this season? Uh, Supporter Shield. I also had Seattle, so I, I'm sorry it's not very creative, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that they're going to be the best team again, and 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 that this time they'll be able to finish the finish the deal. You know, there's a, there's a few reasons for it. I mean, you know, Obafemi Martins is is going to be there the whole season. He doesn't have to go away on international duty like like some guys on the Galaxy might have to. I mean, I think you'd expect Jossie Zardes to be uh, away with the U.S. team for a significant portion of the year, and. And, you know, the Galaxy is, uh, it's hard to count them out after their record the last few years, but I think it's a little bit of a, transi- a transition year with uh, Landon Donovan gone mm-hmm. and uh, Steven Gerrard coming in halfway through the year. I mean, most players uh, take some time to acclimate, and, uh, you know, the exception really is Robbie Keane, but there's only one Robbie Keane. So I think that coming off a long European season, um, you know, Gerrard will do well, but there might it might just take a little bit for him to get going. I think we'll really see his impact uh, next season as opposed to this one. So you don't buy the logic that the West is going to cannibalize each other and that the Supporter Shield will come out of the East? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's a that's a good uh, good point. But I mean, for me, there, there's just too many questions about teams in the East. There's there's you know, I think it's a crapshoot. I, I really do. And um, you know, another way to look at the race in the West is that 
you know, maybe the added competition sort of, you know, I, I want to say rises all boats, but, you know, obviously teams will take points off each other. But I just think that teams are going to gonna go into every weekend knowing that they have to be at their best. So, yeah, no, I still see the Supporters' Shield winner coming out of the West, definitely. Okay, fair enough. Your MVP this season, Doug. Uh, this one's a little off the radar. I'm not sure many people have said this, but I, I think uh, I think Sebastian Giovinco has a really good shot. Um, you know, not too many people know his game or are talking that much about him compared to some of the other guys, the, the Lamparts, the... Gerard's Kaka, obviously, but I think Giovinco is a sleeper. He's he's again not going to be on international duty like Martins. Um, and if he can, you know, he can come into this league and make an impact and lead Toronto FC to its first ever playoff berth. I think that he has as good a shot as anyone to win the MVP trophy this year. Okay, uh, Giovinco's. I think you're the second one. I think Kyle Martino picked Giovinco as well. So there's your company right, good on company that. To be in. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, okay, and, and I'll leave you with this, Doug. I, I've asked everybody, or most people, for for a surprise pick for a team that overachieves, and maybe a thought or two on the expansion sides. I think both expansion sides have a really good chance of making the playoffs, um, and I'm sure I'm not the first person that said that. But uh, but you know, for all the off-field uh, you know missteps New York City FC has made, I, I think they'll be competitive. Um, you know. Jason Christ, uh, I think uh, the world of him, as as most people do, um, and with that extra spot, the 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 East being diluted by the removal of of Kansas City and uh, and Houston, uh, you know, it's just going to be a wide open race, and and Orlando certainly has a roster that looks like it can contend. I think Kaká is going to be a fantastic player in this league, uh, and I'm impressed by their spine with with Donovan Ricketts and Gold. They've got. Uh, Moby Akugo, they've got uh, Orion Collins, you know, two experienced uh, guys that are that are good defenders in MLS. So um, I think both of those teams can make it. And, and yeah, I think this is the year Toronto FC finally makes the playoffs. Um, I said that last year, was obviously wrong about it. Um, but I do think that the partnership that's developing, we've seen a few clips of, of between Jovinko and, and Josie Altidore. Jovinko to me is a little bit, plays a little bit like Landon Donovan, and obviously Josie and Landon had a good, a good understanding with the U.S. team. And obviously Michael Brownlee knows, knows Josie really well, knows his tendencies. So I think if the three of them can click, and I think they will, that, that, that Toronto does finally make the playoffs this season. Doug McIntyre from ESPNFC.com. Doug, thank you very much for your time, and I, I'm just glad we have a season and it's starting today. Uh, we didn't know if you it was going to happen. You and me both, Jason. Yeah, Thanks for go. having me. There goes Doug McIntyre, and we are finished with our cavalcade of stars. It is over. We have gotten through everybody. I don't even know. What, what was that, like 15 people? 15 guests, a new record here for Soccer Morning. Yes, five minutes of pop. That's how you do it to get 15 guys in with your predictions for MLS 2015. And we've got callers now. I'm going to open up the phone lines for a couple of minutes here. 347-756-6276. You want to make your picks? You want to talk about MLS or anything else? Do it now. 417, you're on the air. Yes, I'm going to make a prediction for this year's 2015 um, MLS Cup. Well, first of all, tell me who you are and where you're from. I'm Al from Springfield, Missouri. What's up? Okay, Al, you had some picks for me. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to pick um, New England to beat Seattle to win the MLS Cup. I'm actually going to kind of pick the rematch of the Super Bowl of uh, two cities, but I'm staying with New England because their roster is full of talented players. you got Lee Nguyen, um, Jermaine Jones. One of those two players are going to win the, M- the MVP, I think, coming out of that team this year. Okay, fair I enough. Think I think they got a real strong roster on that team. That's why I'm thinking that. And look, they made the MLS Cup final last year. They went to extra time against L.A. in L.A. They pushed them to the brink. 
they, they, they came that close, and I think a lot of people are going to pick them to get over the hump this year. Al, you got anything else uh, very quickly? Lots of calls coming in. Surprise team will be the um, Chicago Fire this year. Interesting. All right. We got a couple of people. Thanks for the call, Al. A couple of people getting on the fire bandwagon, which I didn't know was a thing. I don't have them doing anything. Washington, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Jason? I know you got a lot of calls. I mean, just quick. I've been waiting for this season for 20 years because New York is finally getting a team, and we're finally going to have someone on the field. So I'm going with my heart. My prediction, NYCFC wins MLS Cup. Ah, there it goes. There it goes. You can't <laughs> even. Yeah, that's a, that's a mic drop right there from Washington. Uh, Nick in Toledo, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Jason? How are you, man? I- I'm good. Uh, congratulations on your uh, on your nomination, by the way. We're not going to talk about the other football, but I did want to congratulate you on that. Well, and I need to congratulate you as well. You're doing a bang-up job with the show, and this morning's been awesome to watch. I appreciate it. Yeah, Nick, you got predictions? What do you want to talk about? I got a prediction, and I'm going to ask you a question. My prediction, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go sporting Kansas City to win MLS Cup. All right, all right. I don't think and, a lot of people are on, aren't sporting. they got to move out west. They've made a bunch of changes. It's going to be an interesting year in Kansas City. Go on. And my question for you is, what is one team in MLS that didn't make the postseason a year ago that you think will this year? That did not make the postseason. Let me just pull up my uh, predictions for 2015 here. I've got in the east, I've got Columbus, New England, New York, D.C. Here it is, Montreal. Yeah, I said this earlier. I know I'm going out on a limb pretty significantly. They finished last overall in 2014. But again, I came away impressed with what they did against Pachuca. And they may not be a sexy team. They may not play great soccer. And, and no market of Vio means they need to find some goals. But I just, I don't know. I think they may have something there in Montreal, uh, Nick. So there you go. I'm, go. I'm going San Jose. I think they've got a lot of momentum with a new stadium, a new coach. They've got a, they've got a lot of changes out there, a lot to be happy about. Out well, San Jose. So I'm going with that. Nick, you know my rule. You, you know my rule. It's never doubt Dom Kinnear. I mean, and the guy, look, you guys got a new team, and as you said, a new stadium out there in San Jose is going to bring some enthusiasm. I don't know if he's going to get over the hump, but you, you can't. You wouldn't be surprised if he somehow managed to get San Jose in in that sixth spot and they made some noise in the playoffs. You'd be no, you wouldn't be shocked at all. No. no Nick, well, hey, I'll call. get out of here. Great job this morning. Love your show. You know that, and uh, we'll talk again soon. I appreciate the call. There goes Nick in Toledo, and also I've got the Timbers in, back in the playoffs in 2015 as well. Bill, what's going on? Jason, how's it going? I was going to say uh, we're great past two weeks since I roll your guests and then you top it with today's show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, again, I mentioned this to somebody, one of those guests. I can't even remember who. It's such a blur. We literally conceived of that idea at the end of yesterday's show and pulled it all together. Trevor Hayward deserves a standing ovation for getting that all lined up. So uh, c- credit to him. Bill, uh, what else is on your mind? All right, I'll give you my picks. All right, go for I'm it. Going New England in first in the east, LA in first in the west, one in the shield. I think Dallas is going to upset LA in the uh, playoffs. Toronto's going to upset New England. Toronto's going to host, and Toronto's going to win the whole thing. Whoa, okay. Bill in Rockland County's with uh, out there on the limb with Toronto FC. Uh, you know, again, I think it's a matter of people don't believe in them because they haven't done it yet. Bill, how can you believe in a team that's gonna consistently, uh, consistently disappoints when they put all of this effort into it? I think it's just all going to come together this year. Right, fair enough. I think Bradley's going to be unbelievable. I, I would have had my MVPs in Bradley. But like all your other guests, they should have known this. Midfielders never win. Never win. Team. No, no, never so win. It's good. It's going to be Josie. 
Okay. Joe's is also going to be MVP. All right, Bill from Rockland County. Winner and MVP. With a lot of Toronto love. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. You got it. Right, there you go. Vince from Toronto, you're going to be my last call. You can't even be the guy who gives all the Toronto FC love. Bill already did that. He stole your thunder. Well, I wasn't going to make predictions anyway, so I, I just <laughs> I wanted to ask you two questions, actually, quickly. All right, fair enough. Go. Uh, first question, who do you think gets sacked first in MLS? My money's on Frank Yallop. And do you think uh, if Seattle doesn't win the cup, that Chiggy Smith is coach next year? Uh, the first person to lose, the first coach to lose their job in MLS in 2015. Uh, you know, I could see, I know Jeremiah O'Shan said that he thought Colorado could be a surprise. I can imagine Pablo Mastroni maybe leaving that job by mutual agreement. Uh, I don't know if he'll be fired, but he's, he's obviously a guy who's learning on the job. That was a bad year last year for them. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. MLS doesn't fire coaches mid-year, Vince. It just doesn't happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I, I guess Greg Vanny could lose his job if it doesn't go well in Toronto, but you would think that they want to stick with at least somebody for the full season. Uh, and, and Frank Yallop, I guess that's a decent shot. Uh, who was the other, what was the other question? I, I forgot. So if Seattle doesn't win the cup, is Shiggy Smith still coach uh, no. next year? No, I think they change. I mean, if, I think if they come up short, now again, it depends, it kind of depends on their, their regular season performance. I mean, if they don't, if they don't win, I mean, if they don't finish first, that's a ding against him, but it's really about the playoffs. So, yeah, I guess what you're saying is if they don't win the Cup, I think they have to make a change. I think it's just a matter of banging your head up against the wall too many times. And it's not that he's not a great coach or that he hasn't won Cups before, and he does. it's not that he doesn't know how to do it. It's just that for whatever reason in Seattle, they keep coming up against the same problem. When they get to the playoffs, they can't get over the hump. And they have all of the advantages, Vince. they got all of those. Uh, they've got the stars. They've got the, the crowd. They've got the money to do it. You got to make a change if you don't win it. Yeah, I agree. All right, man. Anything else to wrap um, it up? Uh, okay, my, my dark horse MLS pick. This is extremely like you can't even see this horse. Um, is Vancouver? Okay, there you go. I, I mean, again, I think they're under the radar for a lot of people. Thanks for the call, Vince. I appreciate it. We've gone longer, I think, than we've ever gone before in the current format of Soccer Morning. And again, it was fantastic. Let me just uh, pull up my list here because I want to thank everybody. Thank you to Charles Bohm. Uh, well, hold on. Wait. Got to go back. Thank you to Alexi Lalas, Charlie Bohm, George Gracie, Bill Shane, Steve Davis, Jonathan Tannewald, Andy Edwards, Brian Dunseth, who was kind of on the air, Andrew Wiebe, Matthew Doyle, Jimmy Conrad, Kyle Martino, Will Parchman, Jeremiah O'Shan, Doug McIntyre, and everybody who called. Thank you very much as well. Go get a soccer morning mug at backhill.com slash store to support the show. Um, you can get a t-shirt at 3nilfc.com, another way to support the show. And if you don't want to spend any money on us, that's fine. Go to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review, especially on this particular episode. And go to Podcast Awards. That's right, podcastawards.com to vote for the show. We're up there in the sports category. Uh, I'm not sure, some stiff competition. But, I mean, I don't think any other podcast nominated for a podcast award Number one, there's no other soccer show, because so we rep the sport. Number two, nobody else had 20 guests in one show and does it daily like we do. That's just not, they don't do that. They're not good enough for it or something. Again, seriously, thank you to producer Trevor for getting this all together. Today was great. Thank you to all the guys who showed up and uh, gave us their picks. Enjoy the MLS season. We'll be back on Monday. We'll talk about the whole weekend. We won't have 20 guests, but we'll have a good time. See you then. Bye. <laughs>